Hello and welcome back to Tells. Hi, Andrew. Hello. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, Friday Junior. Oh my gosh, that is so lame. <laughs> Friday Junior. I only know that from Bitmojis. Which you love, by the way. I do. I, do I wish everyone could experience your Bitmoji. My Bitmoji is on point, but you created it, so. I think you should put your Bitmoji in a video because that Bitmoji is so like you. Okay. Yeah, put it in a video. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Does yeah. Brad have a Bitmoji? Brad Owen? Yeah. Um, probably not. Brad's a little slow on the uptake with this stuff. With the technology? He's younger than you. I know. That's what I've been telling him. But uh, he told me I need to tell him how to use Instagram stories. What? Brad um, Owen? Yeah. Tell like him I give, I give tutorials on Instagram stories. You do. $500 per hour. <laughs> Hit me up, Brad Owen. Okay. Bring all those Bellagio winnings to Boosie and to, I will... To who? To Boosie. <laughs> to Boosie. <laughs> I can't even say my own name. And I will help you out on those Instagram stories. I love Instagram stories. Yeah, I don't know what his problem is. Maybe now that he's a newly single man, he'll have to start adopting these technologies and uh, not rest on his laurels anymore. Do you think he's going to go on Tinder? Yes. Things already on Tinder. All right. Well, Brad Owen, you better come on this podcast. Tell us about your Tinder experiences. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. We're here. Back from Reno. Run it up, Reno. What mm -hmm. an amazing event. Jason Somerville, shout out to you. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. It's just so fun and casual. What do you have good to times, say? Yeah. It's always good to play poker uh, in other locations, get out of Vegas, and uh, especially get to an event like this. My first time at Run It Up Reno. We probably talked about this last time on the podcast, but uh, just awesome. It's a nice sort of uh, example for like, you know, like the meetup games, um, you know, to sort of have that casual environment and um, have everyone not take poker super seriously, but still trying to win because there's, you know, money at stake. But um, it's, I'm not sure if it's like secondaries to, to people just sort of like hanging out, you know, and uh, being social with each other. Not sure what comes first, the poker or the hanging out. I for sure think the hanging out. It depends on the person, I think. Yeah, I think it, it allows the people who just want to be social and play poker to be there and enjoy themselves and the people who do want to play poker but don't take it super seriously to be there and enjoy themselves. Yeah. You know, because if you don't want to like party into the night, then you can just, you know, go to your room and go to bed or whatever. But yep. um, if you do want to hang out, there are plenty of people very willing to hang out until the wee hours of the morning, which... Yeah. I mean, we, I think, did pretty well considering our age. I was suffering. <laughs> <laughs> you were feeling it the next morning? Oh, yeah. We hung out. The latest that we hung out was which, which night? That was... Sunday night. Sunday night. And we, yeah. we had to leave on Monday. Yeah. We hung out till about midnight, I think, or one. Yeah. I think about one. And yeah, I went to the gym on Monday and oh, yeah. I almost died. It was <laughs> oh, yeah. really difficult. Well, yeah, at least you made it. I didn't make it to the gym. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, it's interesting, though, because, like, if we were there when I was, like, six years younger or something. It would have been disaster. <laughs> An absolute disaster. I'm so glad that it, everything is happening now rather than when you were younger. I know, but it's a little bit sad, too, because I'm not quite that's cool. fully 
yeah, I'm not quite as cool by going to bed at midnight or 1 a.m., but also not fully diving in to the uh, drunkenness and fun and partying. But yeah, the drunk drunkenness is so overrated, isn't it? I mean, as well, a, it's just when easier. you look back on it, it's so overrated. Yeah, it definitely held me back. So if, it, if it's a choice between making progress in life or just getting drunk, I think making progress is a little bit better. <laughs> well, do you feel that that is your thought or just you're told? No, I mean, I've, ex- I've ex- I mean, I feel like I'm starting to experience a little bit of like, you know, doing some things and accomplishing some things, which I didn't do before. But before I was definitely experiencing lots of nights of drunkenness and lots of fun. So I feel like I've experienced at least somewhat of both and uh, yeah, I can speak from experience a little bit. <laughs> the thing with drunk is that it's only fun in the moment. Afterwards is awful. Right. And before you're sort of thinking about how much fun you're going to have. And it doesn't, like, it doesn't always necessarily pan out. But the other thing about drinking that I really like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Which sounds weird, but is uh, I like how it just like drops everyone's inhibitions and everyone is just sort of revealed, you know, it's like they're a little bit of their trueness and, you know. You sort of like bond with people when you're super honest with them thanks to alcohol and you've seen each other at your worst. <laughs> so don't you think there's another way to get people to that stage without drinking? You would hope so. Or without drinking or taking like a mind-altering substance. Yeah, I think it's going to take some time though. Doesn't sports do that? Do what? Like allow people to bond and then yeah. have like... I guess when you like battle with each other, you like work together on something, right? Whether it's like on a sport or team or like a project or something. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's very interesting because it's not really that healthy. Yeah, well, I think it comes down to like people's uh, sort of self-esteem or being afraid to like share themselves and put themselves out there a little bit or whatever. Alcohol just sort of like oils, oils exactly, oils the gears, greases the wheels. So we missed out on uh, karaoke night, which is apparently open bar all night and just madness at Run It Up Reno. We did? What night was that? Tuesday. I think Uh, it was before we arrived. Yeah, Tuesday or Wednesday. I think karaoke is amazing. You do? Yeah. See, karaoke for me is just a preferred to have it never exist anywhere. Well, I've only ever done karaoke, what, twice? Yeah, but I don't even like like watching it. Well, I mean, watching is okay. It just depends. Usually not. Usually not okay. You didn't sing when you were young in like never been in the shower singing. or the, no, you like music. I'm a but really good, never... I am a fantastic whistler. Like my whistling <laughs> skills are through the roof. So it's one was, of my greatest talents, but. If there was karaoke for whistling, then maybe. Oh yeah. I'm sure there's like a whistling competition somewhere in the world that we should investigate. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, karaoke, just awkward. Not really into it. Occasionally, there's like a fantastic singer who picks but a great song. But that is not the point of I karaoke. I know. The point of karaoke is to sing off key. Who wants to sit through that and listen to that? I don't understand it. Explain it to me. Well, the thing is that it's a lot of people's dream to like be a, a performer. So karaoke allows you that opportunity to just like be in front of an actual audience and sing. If you like to sing, 
then you sing in the shower or you sing like I used to sing in my backyard. Well, you're a pretty good singer. I don't think so. I mean, you're much better than a lot of people who aren't. Yeah, my sister and I used to just like go in the backyard and sing our lungs out for like two hours. It's like the best. But, um, and I think then karaoke allows you to have this audience, you know, so then you like get the nerves. So I'm sure some people feel like real stars. And there's, but you don't want the people who sing the, like the best. It's not discover an artist. (laughs) It's supposed to just be recreational. That's why it was in LA. Like, there's so many good singers like trying to get discovered at the karaoke nights. And that's not it. Like, then you need to go to a... I don't know. You know, like so, sign up for The Voice or something. So is it like just sort of cheering people on in their little happy moment of... Right. Just pr- like of this... pretend? Yeah, this moment. Like this three minutes of, <laughs> so you know, Boosie the singer. Yeah, I think it's great. I don't great. know. It's just not for me. Because you're nervous to be out in front of people and sing, no? But I don't even like... If, it, if it's other people, though, like I just... You don't want to listen to no, other people. I don't. Wow. <laughs> wow. What, you only want to listen to somebody who's good? Like Why does it have this, to be... This, you could be a really great performer and a terrible singer, and that would still be very fun for people who come to karaoke night. And it's nice because you listen and you get to perform, you know? So it's like a peer-to-peer review, yeah, and know. it's not just some, like... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Andrew's against karaoke. I think karaoke is great. And I think we should go to karaoke more often. That's fine that it exists. I just don't really want to be a part of it. <laughs> I'll allow it to continue. <laughs> but Andrew's given the world karaoke permission to karaoke. That's correct. Mm. So, yeah, we missed that night, which I'm not too worried about the karaoke part, but apparently that's a big uh, drinking night at Running Up Reno. A lot of fun to be had there. Yeah, there's an open bar like in the tournament area throughout the entire series. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's pretty cool. Um, it's also like really fun to rail all the final tables because, as we said, they're like so just casual, not very serious. I mean, the main event, there's pretty respectable money to be to be won, but... Uh, you know, just watching Kevin Martin um, in the at the final table of the little hundred and fifty dollar uh, bounty event, whatever it was, that was really good times. And and Brendan, who won, shout out go. to Brendan. Shout out to Brendan. And another cool thing about Running Up Reno. So I, many cool things. What's this? I got to meet Chris Moneymaker. Whoa, the yeah. inventor of poker. <laughs> the inventor of poker. Is that right? Uh, I don't know if that's no, right. That's not quite right, but he might but as well. He was part of the boom. Exactly. Does everybody know about Chris Moneymaker? I, I think, think so. Everybody on the podcast knows. Well, him. yeah, I think pretty much everyone knows who he is. But uh, tell me about your meeting and interaction. Chris Moneymaker won the main event in two thousand and three. Exactly. And for two point five million dollars. Well, he was telling us the story about the road to the main event. So he won a satellite on PokerStars to the main event. He said he paid $81 for the satellite. And the first four spots, I believe he said, or first three spots were cash prizes. Mm -hmm. And the fourth one, which is what he got, was a seat to the main event. That's a weird uh, format, by the way. Which, I mean, just imagine how unpopular poker was. Mm. It's not, not unpopular, but... How cool it is now. Like people would 
cut off their left arm to get a seat to the main event for yeah. fourth place. Right. So anyway, he says that he was trying to sell his seat to get cash. <laughs> <laughs> so he was trying to swap his seat for cash because so he, he was really annoyed that he won a seat to come to Las Vegas. Yeah. He lives in uh, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And so he took fourth place. He was hoping to get some of that cash in first, second, and third, trying to sell the seat that he won for cash. Right. So he couldn't sell it to the third place winner or anybody else. They didn't want the the, the seat. <laughs> okay. And he convinced his friend. His friend said, I'll give you $5,000 for your seat. I'll go to Vegas and you can have the cash. And he was like, great. Unfortunately, his friend went down to the casino that Saturday night and lost the $5,000 that he had promised to swap the seat for. (laughs) (laughs) And so Chris Moneymaker made it to Las Vegas (laughs) to the World Series of Poker and then won the whole tournament. First tournament he's ever played. So ridiculous. (laughs) That's so nuts. And then it only gets better. He says that the next week, after he won the main event, he went back to work. <laughs> Most people would never go back to work after becoming an instant no. millionaire. Well, he was an accountant, right? He was an accountant. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes back to work and, you know, carries on life as usual. And then comes out, I think, to California or something and plays another tournament and wins that. What was it? A WPT event? Yeah, I, think- I mean, I don't know if, if it was... I wonder about the time span, but uh, but yeah, he did, had a good result in the WPT. And then he said, at that point, he said, "Oh, I think I've got this poker thing figured out," and <laughs> quit his to quit his uh, job and has been playing poker ever since. I it, can't believe that. I can't believe he couldn't find someone. He was trying to sell the seat, couldn't find someone. Found someone. The guy went and gambled the money away that he was going to use to buy the seat, and life happened. For all of us. Isn't that crazy? I was just telling him, I was like, Andrew plays poker because of the Chris Moneymaker boom. And he said, oh yes, I'm sure I've broken a lot of marriages <laughs> and ruined a lot of lives, which I obviously isn't jest, but um, yeah. he was really cool to meet, uh, very personable. When you said that, did you say the Chris Moneymaker boom? I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called, is it not? Was that wrong to say? No, I mean, it's just funny to say that to him. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, one of the girls we were sitting with says, your last name is not Chris Moneymaker, is it? Or not Moneymaker. He says, oh, it is. (laughs) And she's like, no, that's impossible. (laughs) Um, She didn't believe that was his real name. She did not believe that that was his real name. (sighs) But uh, that was really fun to sit and chat with. Chris Moneymaker. Yeah, he's like, seems like such a, I haven't really chatted with him too much. I had to run back. This was on the dinner break of the Run It Up Reno main event. Um, so I had to run back to the tournament. I should get him on the vlog at some point. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I was so chuffed because I was sitting there chatting to somebody else and then I heard him talk about something. Yeah. I was going to text I, you after I went back to the tournament and be like, by the way, that's Chris Moneymaker. I text you. I text Andrew and I said, is this the Chris Moneymaker? Because somebody said Chris, you know, Chris something. Yeah. Um, and referring to tournaments and him being a sponsored pro or something. I was like, he's really, really cool guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Fun to chat with. So if you ever do see him, say hi. That's it's, great. You referred really... to him in the third person to him? <laughs> What, the Chris Moneymaker boom? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's used to all sorts of 
Yeah, for sure. Things. But yeah, that's awesome. Awesome story. So many uh, cool people to uh, to meet at that event. Yeah. So yeah, that's running up Reno. Good times. Are you excited to go back? Yeah, it uh, depends on the scheduling. What happens in the fall? But I'm down to go back. All right, moving on. So next, you're going to Barcelona tomorrow, tomorrow morning, or this morning by the time they're hearing this, Friday, off to Barcelona. Uh, party poker going on. Party poker event. Um, millions grand final. So playing a 1K event when I get in, either that day or the next day. Uh, tournaments, yeah. Lots of tournaments. Fun tournaments. How is your tournament uh, racket? What is it? You had some tournament goal, didn't you? How's oh, yeah. that going? Um, well, I've only played a few so far, but I think what's really going to hopefully bump that number up is this summer when we get into the World Series. And I'll be playing, I think, a pretty solid number of tournaments is the plan. Solid number of tournaments, huh? I think so. What are you doing to prepare for all these tournaments, Andrew Dini? Um, People want to know. Well, I mean, they didn't pay us to say this, but I've been looking at upswing a little bit. The uh, the tournament uh, course, university, whatever it's called. Hopefully, is, we'll get some... a, is there anybody in your group a very good tournament players? Are you talking tournament strategy with them? I mean, I mean, uh, Joe Tehan has like four million in winnings in tournament winnings, um, but he plays like such a feely style though it's hard for him to really like be a coach of sorts in tournaments everyone else pretty much is cash game player in the group so does like benton not play any tournaments in the main during the summer probably pretty much the same number as i have traditionally which is like a handful okay um but yeah just focus on cash games so i don't know i say this now i say that i'm going to focus more on tournaments this year and that'll be the start. That'll be the uh, the effort at the start. And then it's just going to sort of depend on how much tournament tilt I can withstand after busting <laughs> out inevitably before re-entering the next one. Is tournament tilt worse than cash game tilt? Yes. Why? Because the buy-ins are... The buy-ins are not... I mean, depending on the type of tournament you're playing, the buy-ins could be very small. Yeah, but it's like... It's just so jarring to go from having chips and being in a tournament and being in the mindset and like considering all these different things and like each hand matters to busting out in what can often be like some dumb fashion and then you're suddenly out of the tournament and you're not in that same mindset anymore and you're like back in the real world it's very jarring okay i do <laughs> i'm sure tournament i'm sure tournament professionals handle this much better say you're in the money or you're on the money bubble or something and you're battling and you have a chance to do well and you can have like 25 big blinds and lose a huge hand or whatever, 30 big blinds, lose a big hand. And that opportunity is suddenly gone. And now you have to go start all the way over back at the beginning of the tournament with the dumb 25, 50 blinds, the green chips, the stupid antis that you have to put in one at a time. And, wow. uh, <laughs> you know, you're in there with those black and orange chips and then it's back to the green chip levels all the way back to level one. It's extremely tilting. So do the tournaments have the same chip colors? Not always, but often. Really? Tell me more about this. Sorry, for those who do know tournament players. Okay, so the green chips and the what chips? <laughs> I didn't know this. So. I mean, most tournaments start at like 25, 50 or 50, 100. Okay. And so you use, the green chips are usually the smallest ones. They're the 25 chips. Then it goes up to the 100, 500. Hundreds are black chips. 
500s or purples. 1Ks could be yellow or orange or something. So you want to go home with lots of yellow, orange, orange chips? <laughs> Did I say it like you? Yeah. Orange. Orange. You don't want to go home with chips. You uh, never steal the ch tournament chips and take them I home. mean the next day. Oh. Like, obviously, oh, yeah, most yeah. Uh, World Series tournaments are multi-day. You want to bag those chips, yeah. Excuse me. Don't go home. <laughs> bag those chips. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good tournament information to know. <laughs> yeah, I had I no idea. I don't know if that helps anyone, but... Wow. So yeah, it's just really tilting, you know, to be to have to start all the way over again. I mean, when you lose a big hand at a cash game, you're still sitting there. You're still in the same game. And that those chips might be with maybe a recreational player who you can win them back from. If you take a bad beat, you're going to maybe stay in that good game and uh, try and win the money back, which happens, like, you know, all the time. So do you think that to be a tournament player, you need to be able to bounce back faster than a cash game player? Yeah. I think you have to think of it like a one long I mean, you cash have, game. You sort of have to look at each hand individually rather than I got this far now I have to start all over. Right. So it doesn't really matter what level you're in. You just have to like play each poker hand in each situation regardless of like the level that you're in. But that's very hard to do and, and visualize. So tell me, in a cash game, does your play change the bigger your stack is? Uh, it can a little bit. Your sizings might change. If okay. if a player opens and you have aces and you want to put in a three bet and stacks, stacks are pretty deep, mm -hmm. you want to make it a little bit bigger because he can maybe set mine more profitably the less you make it or um, you want to charge more for trying to get more value out of his stack, stuff like that. So why would you not... Don't you look at each individual hand... The yeah, you same do. way in yeah. a cash game and a, and a tournament? Yes. Okay, so what's your point? Then it's hard to do. It's just hard to do that. It's naturally, the natural reaction is like, damn it, I got so far and now I have to start all the way over in another tournament, in a different one. And like this opportunity is now Dead. zero. Dead. Dead. Yes. Okay. Andrew's feelings about tournament <laughs> poker. Thank you, Andrew Nimi. I didn't know sort of depressing feelings you had. Well, I think you should change your mindset. Yeah, you know? well, that's what we got to work on if I want to play more tournaments. Yeah, because that's a very sad, sad mindset. That's, you're right. I agree. Um, what do you think about this? What about a scavenger hunt across Las Vegas for my listeners and, and watchers, our listeners? Okay. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> and a prize. I posted on my Instagram one of my favorite photos of all time. I just love staring at this photo. And uh, I thought it'd be cool to like, set up a scavenger hunt with like all my favorite things. So like a favorite cocktail at a bar somewhere. You have to go there and take a picture of it, order it and get, take a picture of it. And, you know, my, uh, that photo and then like, who knows, all these other things. So the scavenger hunt would be going to find the bar and the picture yeah. in these different properties and stuff. Yeah. Okay. That sounds fun. Should we charge people to do this? <laughs> Yeah, send it in Bitcoin. <laughs> okay, let's think about it. What else do we talk about? <laughs> All those uh, fun little towns that we drove back from Reno into Vegas. Man, I would love to just spend literally a month just traveling around. I mean, I would want to like still try and make money somehow. So whether that's either grinding online or doing like IRL streams on Twitch or something. Um, but I think that would be a blast. Just spending an entire month traveling from 
tiny mining town to tiny <laughs> abandoned ghost town in uh, in Nevada for a month straight. What is Are so... you in or are you out? You're in. Okay. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> You're out? Yeah. You wouldn't you could I would want to do a day trip, but I don't know if I want to stay. Are we just staying well, one I mean, day in this yeah, little town? Yeah. One one night per town. And uh there's poker rooms throughout the state, but obviously not very big, not very big games. So like one two games probably would be the most frequently found game. So that could be one way to make money. To do what? <laughs> well, I mean, that would that would be like one way to like work as we're stopping the little poker rooms that exist because there are some poker games around these smaller towns <laughs> like Jackpot, Nevada, um, State Line. I think is another place where there's some games. Just all these little towns, you know, like Goldfield, population two hundred forty or whatever it is. Do you think you'll meet everybody in the town? Get them out and uh, take a drone shot. Take a town picture. <laughs> like a, one big family photo? Yeah. Just uh, call a town hall. Everybody meets up in the center of the town. I don't know if I have that power, but maybe. I'm sure you could. Just write to like the mayor of Goldfield, Nevada, I'm sure. So you wouldn't want to do that? Um, Stay at the Clown Motel for a night? Yeah, the, it looked really sketch. Yeah, it's sketch for sure. I start itching just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be really fun. Um, I mean, I guess maybe we could get an RV. There's very ample parking in the middle of nowhere all over Nevada. Yeah, that like the Walker Lake was really pretty. We could do camp there. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little bit less uh, engaging with the little town if you're not staying in their properties, I think. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I think you'd have to stay in the... I'll stay in the car. You can stay in the room. <laughs> How about that? It's the perfect. And then I'll just come in to shower and then we can go on to the next. We'll think about place. it. We'll think about it. I want to start looking into this Twitch thing. So if we can do these IRL streams or something, I think that'd be really fun. <laughs> okay. Well, let's read the, our comment oh, yeah. from our listener, we got Jose. A, uh, we got a comment from Jose. Jose H. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Go ahead. Andrew and Boosie, I really enjoy the podcast. Wow. <laughs> that was very in. Energetic. Okay, don't interrupt. Jose, he's trying to speak here. Andrew and Boosie, I really enjoy the podcast and poker YouTube channel. Just listened to the Downswing episode. As a career entrepreneur myself, restaurants, bars, beverage technology, I've learned over the years that you you only really learn about yourself slash business projects when things are tough. I've learned far more from failing than any success. Success, like happiness, is a journey, not a destination. Anyways, I'll stay tuned and wish you both all the best. Such a nice note from Jose H., first of all. So thanks for sending that in. Thanks, Jose H. And uh, I think he's speaking the truth, speaking some truth there. And I, he probably already knows that. But uh, it was like what you were saying, that the real growth comes from the tough times, right? The uh, the downswings in poker or in life. Yeah, I believe so. Jose and I could be totally wrong, but that's what we believe. So <laughs> I just really like this note from Jose. Thanks, Jose. Thanks, Jose. Andrew really liked your note. Mm -hmm. Anything else? I think that's it. Okay. Thanks for having us on your podcast, listeners. Please like and subscribe. Share it with your friends. What else? Mm. The winner will get a scavenger hunt. <laughs> the winner? <laughs> What's the winner? How do we determine the winner? Best comment. Best comment wins. There you go. Best comment wins a scavenger hunt. 
<laughs> Are you going to? So, wh- when can we expect the scavenger hunt? Um, I don't know. I have to think about it. I'm pretty busy this month, so maybe look out for it in May. Coming your way. Andrew's big scavenger hunt across the Las Vegas Strip and maybe downtown too. Sounds fun. I want to. Can I do it too? Yeah. You're eligible. Yeah, I don't even know half the places you go to. Okay. So that's all we have time for today. Until next time. Bye. Bye.